Good morning. Good morning. We, we got some more folks coming in. We're going to start with our worship time uh, here in just a, uh, just a minute. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be a part of our worship this morning. To those of you who join us online, thank you for being a part of our worship as well. We're so glad to have you with us today. Uh, when you came in the door this morning, hopefully you got one of our bulletins handed to you. Or maybe if you were here for a class before worship started this morning, uh, maybe you grabbed one on your own. But we want to make sure that everybody gets one of these uh, before you leave today. So make sure you pick one up. If you didn't get one, you walked in the door this morning. A lot of information in there um, about things that are going on uh, with our church family. Some things that are coming up we want you to put on your calendars and invite other people to. Uh, and make sure that you're a part of them as well. So make sure that you do that. want to draw special attention to this QR code that's up here in the right-hand corner of the bulletin. This is for all of our guests. If you're a guest with us today or maybe you've been here uh, you know, a few times and just haven't done this yet, we'd like for all of our guests to click on this QR code. And when you do that, that's going to bring up a form uh, on your phone where you can share with us your contact information, some, some information about yourself, and also uh, give you the opportunity to ask some questions uh, about uh, Flagstone, maybe about different ministries that you can get involved in or just some things we have going on you want to know more about. So click on the QR code. It doesn't take very long to fill out that information. You can do it right now uh, and go ahead and get that done and then we'll get that information back to you uh, as soon as we can. With your contact info, we're not going to share that with other people uh, and we're not going to bombard you with emails and texts and we're not going to come knocking on your door. We'll probably send you a note to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our worship. Is there something else we can tell you about um, our church family? Uh, and that'd be about it. So please do that. Uh, we'd like to know who you are and where you're from. So do that if you haven't done that already. Also inside our bulletins today uh, is this handout that talks about the different connection groups that we have. Today is Connection Group Sunday here at Flagstone. And so we're going to be talking about connection groups today. We're going to be letting you know what groups we have and how you can get involved in those things. And so there's a whole list inside our bulletins today. If you've ever wondered what groups do we have, you've got access to it today. And there's even a QR code there where you can uh, not only find out uh, what groups we have, but you can also sign up to be a part of some of those groups. So make sure that you take advantage of that today. At least don't throw this away. Take it with you when you leave this morning so you can uh, find out more about our groups. We want you to know about that. During our worship time today, we will be taking communion together. And when that time comes, we'll have some thoughts and a prayer. Uh, and we'll have a prayer for the bread. And when we pass out the bread, it'll be in trays. And there'll be cups in those trays and a piece of bread in each one of those cups. And you'll just eat the bread and pass the tray on to the next person. And we'll do the same thing with the juice uh, when that time comes. Um, so that's how we'll take communion together this morning. And wanted you to know that, especially if you're a guest with us today. Wanted you to know how that's going to take place this morning. And then also I wanted to let everybody know we do have children's ministry available all throughout our worship time. If at any time during our worship today uh, you want to um, take your kids back to our children's ministry area, that's for our third grade and younger all the way down to uh, you know our little babies. we got nursery care available. And you're welcome, whether we're singing songs or spending time with the Word, whatever's going on, if you need to take advantage of that, you go right across our lobby to the children's check-in area. And we got volunteers ready to take care of your kids while you continue to worship with us. If you want to keep your kids with you, you're more than welcome to do that. That's not a problem. If it would help, we have activity bags um, available, and those are at the children's check-in area as well. Uh, they've got coloring sheets and stuff in there for kids while you continue to stay engaged and worship with us. So feel free to go grab one of those or maybe a couple of them if you need to. Uh, grab those for your kids this morning if that would help you. I wanted you to know about that. Again, today is Connection Group Sunday. And connection groups are a vital part of what we do here at Flagstone. And I'm excited to be uh, talking about that and focused on that today. we got a potluck after worship uh, so that you can meet some of our group leaders and some of the folks in our connection groups and maybe get into a group today. I hope that's what happens 
uh, by the time we're done with our worship and our, and our meal after worship together today. But most of all, we're going to spend time in worship today. We're going to lift the Father up, uh, and we're going to pray to Him. We're going to sing praises to Him. We're going to allow Him to speak to us today. You're going to be blessed by being here this morning. I'm glad you chose to come worship with us today. And I know that God's going to do some amazing things through our worship time together. So let's begin with a prayer. Ask God to bless our worship together. And then we'll begin praising Him together. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for saving us through your Son, Jesus. Thank you for blessing us every single day in more ways than we probably even pay attention to. Thank you, God, for this time where we can come together and worship. We can be together in this room. We can even be together with the people who are joining us online. And we can worship you together. We're so thankful for that. And God, we got a lot of things going on uh, here at Flagstone, and I pray, I pray that you are blessing those, those different ministries, those different activities, especially our connection groups. God, I pray that we get people connected together today, that we learn how to live life better together through our connection groups, and we learn how to do that this morning. I pray, God, that, that the people who have shown up today or who have gotten online with us who are carrying different burdens, there's health issues, there's marriage issues and relationship issues, and there's anxiety and stress and fear and anger and resentment. We've got a lot of burdens that we're carrying, God, and I pray that those things, that we would be willing to, to lay those things down, to give those things to you this morning. And if this church family can help alleviate those burdens, make that obvious as well as we worship together today. But God, most of all, we just want to praise you. We just want to lift your name up and give you honor and glory and praise for being the awesome God that you are. So help us do that today as your spirit fills this place as we worship together. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get on our feet. Let's worship together this morning. Oh, heaven is in my heart. Oh, heaven is in my heart. The kingdom of our God is here. Heaven is in my heart. The presence of His majesty. Heaven is in my heart. Everybody sing. Oh, heaven is in my heart. Oh. Presence joy abounds, heaven is in my heart. The light of holiness surrounds, heaven is in my heart. Everybody sing, oh, 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 oh. heaven is in my heart. Oh, 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 heaven is in my heart. We are a temple of the Lord, heaven is in my heart. We worship Him in one accord. We praise thee, O God, for the 
As we turn our thoughts toward communion, I want to talk about the word atonement a little bit. That's kind of a, a word we hear sometimes, and it's kind of a Bible word, a church word. But all it really means is to, to make amends or reparation for an injury or a wrong, or to extinguish guilt. And if you go back to Leviticus chapter 16, you see the, uh, the law requirements for the day of atonement. And it, it briefly it goes something like this. So Aaron, the high priest, will take one bull and two goats. And the first bull is offered um, as an atonement sacrifice for Aaron's sins, his, he, him and his household. And then out of the two goats, one is chosen by casting lots to be the sin offering for the Israelites, for the people. 
when, when those sacrifices are offered, there's, there's blood that is shed, and that blood is sprinkled on a garment that's called the atonement cover that resides in the most holy place, the holy of holies, the place where God's presence uh, resides for the Israelite people in the temple. And then the second goat is what's called a scapegoat. Um, and Aaron would, would place his hands on this goat and confess the sins of the people before releasing that goat out into the wilderness, uh, symbolizing that those sins are gone, they've, they've been fully removed. And, and this is one of many Israelite sacrifices and festivals, but this particular Day of Atonement happened once a year. And so when we fast forward in, in time, and Paul is talking in Romans 3, right after he talks about how all have sinned and fallen short, he explains that, that God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. Tying back to that, that day of atonement, the, the release of our sins um, and how our sins have been sent off into the wilderness. They've been forgotten. And not only that, through that atonement cover, we have access to the Holy of Holies. We have access to God the Father. And so that's, that's what we're going to celebrate this morning as we take communion, that that atonement sacrifice has taken away our sins. And that allows us to have communion with with God and with each other. And so, as we think about that before the bread, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your, um, just your power and your might and your ability to, to rescue us, to provide a way for us to be released from our sins, to, uh, even though we make mistakes, still have fellowship with you. God, we thank you that um, you sent Jesus to make that atoning sacrifice and that you have provided a way for us to be in direct connection with you. God, please uh, watch over us as we take this bread. Help us to focus our minds uh, on you and, and that sacrifice. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I sing praises to your name, oh Lord, praises to your name, oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name, oh Lord, praises to your name. sing glory to your name, oh Lord, glory to your name, oh Lord. 
pray for the cup. Father, again, we come to you focused on the sacrifice of your son and asking you to, to cleanse us from, from our sins, from our mistakes that we've made. Uh, God, help us to focus our minds and our hearts this week uh, on what you've done for us and, and the freedom that that gives us, God, to to share that with others, and to, to be a difference in this, in this world, to be that light that you've called us to be. God, we thank you for this, this juice that represents Christ's blood that was shed on the cross for us. God, thank you again for that sacrifice. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Blessed dream. 
Good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. Uh, if I haven't met you, shame on me, but I'd love to meet you. So uh, I'm Devin McSpadden. I take care of our connection groups here and today's connection group kickoff. So we're pretty excited about the connection groups that we have, but there's never enough. It's like anything else. There's never enough dessert. There's never enough appetizers. Um, so, but Again, there's options here. If you got the insert, if you didn't get an announcement, please pick the announcement up. And also on the back table in the foyer, uh, there's a bunch of extra of this little half sheet. Um, and I think Marshall kind of covered it, but there's a QR code on there that you can get to our One Church website that'll allow you to actually sign up for the connection groups as well. Um, on that, if you sign up, also help follow up we're still rookies you might say with one church so a lot of us are still trying to figure out the technology and some of us like myself are kind of slow at it so uh if you did sign up for something you don't hear anything in a week please uh please reach out to that person and we're gonna put some names with faces here in just a minute um but i did uh well let's go ahead if you're a connection group leader talk to you go ahead and come up here we'll introduce everybody marshall christie uh, Kay Ashton. Uh, Lane, yes, uh, sorry I didn't catch with you, and is Jake here today? Okay, he's not here today. Uh, empty nesters, we got everybody. Scotty or Jackson want to come up for the basketball group? Is Elizabeth here today? I didn't catch her before. I didn't see her this morning. Uh, good, so we have <laughs> quite, a, quite a few groups up here. We're kind of divided in groups. What we've done from a small group standpoint is we've, we've connected our groups based on kind of the stage in life you're at right now. Um, and so you'll see that, you see it in the announcement sheet. 
I will. I am going to put an advertisement in here. I wouldn't be up here if there's not an advertisement. We can always have more groups. The other one is we do have a gap, and the gap we have right now is the kind of the adult group. If you don't want to consider yourself an empty nester, uh, which some of us don't, and you don't have teenagers, there's kind of that group of uh, adults uh, that fit in that group that we love to have a connection group leader for. Um, so if you would be interested in doing that, please catch me afterwards. We'd love to create a group there to kind of fill that gap uh, for the people wanting to do something. And again, there's no, no time of the, the week that's particular, like whatever works out for your groups are best. Um, but we'll get, then the other side we have is we really started social groups. We want to bring your hobbies into so using that as a way to fellowship with one another. And you see that kind of on the right side of the page. And if Bobby, I don't know if Bobby Rickard's here as well. We didn't, his group didn't make it to the list, but it's out there and I'll talk about it in a second. But if we'll go down the list, I'll, I'll introduce from a elementary, uh, elementary age group. That is uh, Kevin and Andrea. There they are. Raise your hand. So they've got that age group. You see the details on there. So you can put a name with a face there. Then the four, fifth, and sixth graders, we've got Cade and Ashton. So I will get out of the way so you can see them. Um, that's not a short joke because I'm shorter than Cade probably, so there's no short jokes here. Um, uh, the teen parent connection group, there's three of us that kind of lead that. we got uh, Lane and uh, Jake. Where's Lane? Lane's here. Jake's not here today. And then we got Jeremy and Valerie. And then myself and Kelly kind of make sure that, and we rotate between our houses for that group. And if you've got kids that are teenagers, or at least one kid that's teenagers, or you just like us, you like, we, we, we welcome anybody. You don't have to have teens, uh, but you, if you're that brave. Uh, the other group we have here is the Empty Nesters. And we got quite a few up here. Where is David? Well, there's Ken, uh, Ken and Barbara over here. And then uh, Randy and Elaine. And then David and Kathy's not here today. She didn't want to be with David today. I don't know. Is there something? If you guys know Kathy, you probably believe me. So, uh, so uh, that group's big, uh, big group, empty nesters and beyond. And uh, they meet, usually meet here at the church every other week. Uh, so we have that group. And then uh, Yancey and Tanya, where are you guys? They're, they're right here. Uh, that's probably more of our regional group. So if you live out on the west side of Bentonville, going toward Gentry or all the way to Siloam, you're welcome to join that group. That just makes it easy from a travel standpoint uh, as an adult connection group as well. And then the last group we have is, we'll call it the Young Adults, Young Professionals. And Marshall and Christy lead that group here and they meet on Wednesday nights. So uh, pretty excited about that group and it continues, continues to grow. From a social group standpoint, we got the ones that can't play basketball. They might be terrified if somebody like Carly showed up. I don't know where I saw Carly over there earlier. Uh, but uh, Jackson and Scotty uh, lead that group, and uh, they meet. They use the Southside Church basketball court to play uh, on Monday nights once a, once a month. So, and then girls and guys night out. I coordinate the guys night out, and Kelly and Dana uh, Morton help with the girls night out. So they try to. We get back to try to doing something once a month, and the intent of that group is really, if you have a friend that you wanted to invite that might be uncomfortable, come to church, or just another person that you know is a Christian that would like to fellowship with other Christians, that's what the intent of those groups are. They do do some every once in a while, uh, benevolence or uh, 
service projects, but the intent is not that. The intent is really another way to fellowship with your, uh, with your fellow Christians and also uh, an entry into the family, maybe you might say, that's uh, a little easier to, easier to, to invite. And then we also have a golf group that Tom's starting up. Where's Tom? All right, Tom Smith is starting up a golf group. Uh, he said, what's the handicap you have to have there, Tom? 200, perfect. There. <laughs> oh, good, I might fit. So, all right. Uh, <clears throat> so, and then uh, Elizabeth Singer had just started up, and you've seen it announcements lately, uh, just a dinner, a women's dinner group, just to get together, have dinner, and fellowship from that standpoint. She's got it already all lined out. So if you haven't connected with her, that's a great connection. And the one, the one that didn't, we didn't get on the sheet today was uh, Bobby Rickard a while back started a, a cycling group. So if you enjoy cycling and just don't want to bike by yourself, uh, uh, they, they connect and uh, go on biking rides around the trails around Bentonville in that area. So that's another group that's actually on the website. So if you click on but again, we are extremely excited. Our wish is that everybody in this church is involved in some form of connection group or some form of activity. And that's our wish for you. It's a way to meet people. It's also a way to serve. Uh, and it's also a way to just uh, fellowship as well. So if you have any questions, again, we're going to stay uh, for potluck. So if you want to introduce yourself because you're going to sign up or you've already signed up uh, to make sure you meet. Use that time to, to fellowship with the, the groups and meet the leaders. All right. Thank you. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need restore. My heart is weary, refill it, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Redeem my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Revive the fire, Lord, deep in my soul. Stir my desire to work in your fold. Light in my heart, dear God, your zeal grown cold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my courage, Lord, it needs restored. My cup is empty, refill it, dear Lord. Replace all doubts and fear with faith so bold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, restore my soul. You know, you can do all three of those things. All three of those things can happen in our connection groups. You like that transition there? That was, uh-huh, see? That's what professionals do. We tie those things together. So, but honestly, this what this what happens in our connection groups. It really does. If you get connected with a group of people, and you meet on a regular basis with those folks, you build some relationships with them, and you spend some time 
with each other and with God with each other, those are the kind of things that happen. Your, your soul gets restored when you're drained, when you're feeling empty. Connection groups can help fill you back up. When you've got questions, when you're kind of wondering some things about God or about his purpose in this world or his purpose in your life, groups can help find some of those answers. And maybe even if you don't find all those answers, you're in a group of other people who don't know all the answers either. And it can help strengthen your faith. It can help you build love and connections and feel loved by other people and, and, and have an opportunity to show love to other people in ways maybe you couldn't just on your own. All right. Connection groups are the way to go. And if you didn't realize that, that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about this morning. That's the focus of this morning. And recognizing, as, as we're still continuing this theme that we started talking about a couple weeks ago, that life is lived better together. That we weren't designed to live life by ourselves. We were designed for community. We were designed for relationship. I was created to have a relationship with God. I was created to have a relationship with other people. I'm not supposed to live this life alone. And we live life better together. We've talked about how we're, we're better when we're just connected with a church family. And as I said a couple weeks ago, I'm biased, but we're better when we're connected with this church family. This is an awesome place to be. And if you're looking for a church family to be a part of, you're done. You found it. This is the one. Okay? This is a place to connect. This is a place to be a part of. And I hope you realize that. I hope you come to know that if you don't know that already. We talked last week about how we're better together when our, if, if I can say it this way, our physical families, the people that, you know, we're married to and born of or who have been born to us, the people that we're connected to, our siblings, our parents, our kids, our spouses, when we are on the same page and living life connected to each other and trying to accomplish things together, man, it's so much better. Our lives are better when we're living life and our families together. And today what I want us to realize is that we, it's actually better for us, for our faith, for, for our own uh, emotional health, for our relationship health, it's better for us to be together in connection groups. That my capacity to love others is improved. My, my, just my emotional status is improved. My spiritual status is improved when I connect with other people and build relationships with other people in a group that, that loves me and accepts me as I am but challenges me to be better and to do more. I can be a better spouse, I can be a better parent, I can be a better friend, I can be a better sibling, I can be a better co-worker, I can be a better neighbor, I can be a better contributor to the community because of my relationships that I'm forming in my connection group, because we're doing that together. And what I want us to understand, what I want us to see this morning is this is not just, this is not just something that Flagstone does, this isn't something that like we met a long time ago when we first planted this church and thought, you know what, let's have some groups because other people have groups, let's have them too. We recognize this is a vital part of what Flagstone does. It's a vital part of our identity. It helps us accomplish our mission to reach out, connect, and serve. A couple of y'all did it. I caught you off guard. So let's, let's do that together. Let's remind ourselves of what our mission at Flagstone is. Because of the grace of Jesus Christ, the Flagstone family exists to reach out, connect, and serve. Reach out, connect, and serve. That's what we feel like we are called to do, to reach out to other people. To reach out to people within our church family, but also to reach out to other people outside of our church family who don't have connections like this. 
And maybe some people are intimidated by being in a big room of people that they don't know very well. And to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I got a group of like six or eight or ten people, and we get together and we hang out, and it's really informal, and you should come and, and see what it's like. Groups give us the opportunity to do that. Connection. We call our groups connection groups because that's what we want to do. We want to build relationships. We want to build connection with each other. Our connection groups help us do that. We want to be a church that serves, serves, serves each other here in the church and serves people outside of our community. And our groups help do that. We serve each other in those groups and we volunteer together for things here at Flagstone. And we get together and we, and we join in uh, different service projects outside of these four walls. There's certain connection groups that find service projects to do on their own that we're not even aware of as a church family as a whole. But it gives us the opportunity to serve. We fulfill our mission through our connection groups. And it's what God designed for us. It's what God challenged us to have in the first place. If you've got your Bibles or your Bible apps, go to the book of Hebrews. And if you don't know where that is, that's towards the end of the Bible. It's about uh, five or six books before you get to the very end. But the book of Hebrews, we're going to look at chapter 10. And as the author of Hebrews is kind of coming, to the, coming towards the end of, of his letter, he starts to talk about this need for, for connection, for togetherness, for being, being united together in a church family as we're trying to live life together. And he sets out a pattern for how to do that. And to me, there's some things that, that he shares here that demonstrate what can happen within our connection groups. So if you've got your apps, I mean, it'll be on the screen. If you don't have a Bible or, or a Bible app, that's fine. But, but read along with me in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. The day meaning the day when Christ returns one of these days. And to me, I see three different things that I'm going to share with you very quickly. Three things that, that three different elements, I guess, of, of connection groups I see on display in these words from the book of Hebrews. Three things that a connection group will actually do for me. And the first thing I see is that a connection group can equip me. A connection group can help equip me to be the person that God is shaping me into. To do the things that God is calling me to do. The things he has in mind for me to do. And I see that in verse 23 where he says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. And what is our hope? Our, and by the way, hope is not crossing our fingers and wishing. Hope is, is, is not like you know blowing out a candle on a birthday cake. Boy, I really wish I could get whatever that is. Hope carries with it an idea of expectation. I plan on this happening. I expect this to happen. What is our hope? You see it defined different ways in Scripture, but our hope is that Jesus Christ, that the story of Jesus is real and it's true. That he really was the Son of God. That he really did come to this earth. That he really did live and die and rise again. And that because of that, I have my sins washed away and I plan on him coming back one of these days to take me home to be with him forever. That is not just a wish. It's a hope. It's an expectation. I plan on that happening. The author of Hebrews says here in verse 23, let's hold on to that. Hold unswervingly. Keep that expectation. Don't let go of it. 
I have hope that my sins are forgiven. I have hope that there's meaning to my life. I have an expectation that there's something better for me when this life is over. And I grow in that hope. That hope becomes stronger and I hold on to it more tightly the more I know about the one who gives me hope. Does that make sense? The more that I learn about God and about his connection with me and about his plan and purpose for my life, the easier it is for me to have that hope. The, the stronger I hold on to that hope. Because I'm learning more about him, the more that I learn about him, the more equipped I am to hold on to that hope and to share that hope with other people who don't have that expectation. I grow in that hope and I... And I Help provide that hope to other people. And my connection group is a place where I can develop that knowledge of God and that close relationship with Him. Because, I, because in my connection group, we spend time in God's Word. And we listen to Him and we listen to each other and we listen to what God is doing in each other's lives. And it, and it helps strengthen us. And when we share and when we learn from each other, it helps us learn more about who He is and how He's interacting and how He's moving in our lives. And I... I'm more equipped to go to work the next day, still holding on to that hope. To go to the kids' ball games, still holding on to that hope. To get the doctor's report, still holding on to that hope. Because I've become equipped in my connection group. My connection group can equip me. My connection group is also a place where I learn how to engage my community and my friends and my family. Going back to Hebrews 10 again, look at verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I know some of you have experience on farms or in 4-H or FFA or whatever it is. What's the purpose of a spur? A spur moves an animal that is stationary, causes that animal to start moving. Is that correct? Yancy, I know you had girls in 4-H. Am I saying the right things? That's, okay, I got a thumbs up. Good. That's what a spur does. Or it takes an animal that is moving one direction and moves it in a different direction than the way that it was going. That's, that's the purpose, and that's the word that, that the author of Hebrews is using there to describe what we need to be doing for each other. That's what a connection group can do for us. I'm building relationships with these people who can get me to start moving forward in some aspect of my life or help me change directions from the path that I was on in a loving way, in a very accepting way, but in a, in a challenging way. Let's spur one another on towards what? Doing good things and being better people, being more loving people. I can start doing some things maybe I've never done before. I can stop doing some things maybe I shouldn't be doing. I can go a different direction than what I have been over the last few months or even years because of the relationships and the sharing that I'm doing within that connection group. I can start to move forward towards being a better spouse, a better friend, a better parent, a better kid, a better sibling, a better coworker, a better neighbor better volunteer. I can move forward and do those things. I can lock arms with people I'm in a group with and we can engage this community. I can engage my family in a more positive way. I can, I can get involved in this community in a, more, in a more loving way. I can engage this church in such a healthy way because of the relationships that I'm building in my group. I learned to, to engage life 
engage my community, engage my family because of my time in my group. Connection groups can also be a place of encouragement. I can encourage others and others can encourage me. You go to verse 25 of Hebrews chapter 10. He says, not, meeting, as not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Now, I grew up, I grew up going to church. And I remember, or I, at least I had this memory, of hearing this verse preached about. And inevitably, the whole purpose of it was, you know, the author of Hebrews is saying, you better be at church when the doors are open. That's what this verse is all about. Don't give up meeting together. Well, where do we meet together? At the church building. So every time the doors are open, you better be there. Rain or shine, snow, sleet, doesn't matter. Get to church. Why? The Bible says so. It's not what exactly what is being talked about here. I mean, honestly, the author of Hebrews is saying, don't live life on your own. It's better together. Can I be a Christian? Can I have my sins forgiven and do all the moral things that God calls me to do by myself? Technically, yes. But it's better when I do those things with other people who are trying to do the same. We are better together. I am better together with other people. Notice that he doesn't say, not give up meeting together, someone's in the habit of doing, but meeting together. He doesn't follow it up with the same word there. What does he say? Don't, don't live this life alone. Don't try to do this all by yourself, but do what? Encourage each other. And maybe that's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Maybe that's a small group conversation. Maybe it's a whole bunch of people that, that I need to feel encouragement from. But, but encouragement happens in our groups. And we even talked about this word a few weeks ago, honestly, when we were talking about comfort, how God comforts us. If you go back to the, the ancient Greek language that this part of our scripture was originally written in, when we, we were talking about in the Beatitudes, some of y'all remember this, we were talking about blessed are you when you mourn because you'll be comforted, and we were talking about that word comfort. Same word, that's being Greek word, that's being used here when the author of Hebrews says encourage each other. Both of them, it's that Greek word that means to call someone to your side. That I'm struggling, that I, I'm carrying a burden that I can't carry on my own, and I'm hurting and I need some help. I'm exhausted and I need somebody else to help me carry this thing. What, however you want to picture it, I need help, and I call out for someone else to come along beside me and help me with this. And either take it from me or walk with me and help me shoulder this thing until I can get rid of it. That's what comfort is all about. That's what encouragement is all about. That is what the author of Hebrews says we need to do for each other. Don't live this life by yourself. Call each other to each other's sides. If you need help, call people alongside you. And if someone else is calling, run to them and get beside them and help them with that burden, whatever it is. We are called as people of God to encourage, to come along beside each other and walk through this life together. And one of the best places we can do that is in our connection groups. Where we build these relationships with people that we love and love us and accept us as we are and are willing to help no matter what. 
My church family can be a place for that to happen. This group of people, I mean, we've done it. We, we do it on a regular basis. When people come and share needs with us and burdens that they're carrying, things they want to be different in their lives, man, we hustle to their side. We get beside them and we lock arms and we walk through those things. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in the big church as a whole, but I am saying on a regular basis, on a daily, weekly basis, when I need help, to get through whatever I'm trying to get through, to carry whatever it is I'm trying to carry, one of the best ways I can do that is be in a relationship with people in connection group who know me and know what's going on in my life and are ready to run to my side when I need their help. Connection groups are an awesome place to find that kind of encouragement. My connection group can equip me, it can help me engage, and it can encourage me. But I want to share with you not just my word this morning, I want to share with you some things that that some people shared about their connection group experiences. These are people, these are Flagstone folks who, who shared some thoughts about what their connection group meant to them or why they were a part of a connection group or the benefits that they received from it. So I'm just going to share the, these are their words, not mine. One person said, we joined a group because a particular family kept bugging us. That's their words, not mine. <laughs> but then they said, being in a connection group made us more a part of the church family. We have grown so much spiritually as a result of being in our group. Someone else said one of the benefits of being in a connection group is being able to share struggles with others who experience the same things. I feel that the biggest benefit is a sense of belonging. I have a place where I can grow in my faith, but also share my burdens. My connection group has been there for some very personal things that I didn't feel comfortable sharing with the whole church family. I know that what is said in my connection group is completely confidential. There's no judgment, only love, support, and prayers. Doesn't that sound awesome? This person said, my husband and I decided to join a group primarily to meet other couples our age. We wanted and needed a group of good friends with values that match up with our own. We loved getting together with our group. We had the best time catching up and also learning more about God and his word. And we also eat a lot of cookies. So if nothing else... Join a group because there might be cookies. All right. This person said our group lifts each other up in prayer. We offer support, meals, a listening ear, whatever is needed throughout the week, not just when they get together. This person said, and you might be able to figure out who this person is by what's expressed, but I'll just share it. When we found out that we were pregnant with twins, we had just started with a new connection group at Flagstone. Many of the couples in our group, we really didn't even know. But they walked alongside us through our pregnancy and all the scares that we had related to that. And then became our prayer warriors when our children were born prematurely. This connection group carried our hearts for months when we were simply breaking. I know that God gave us this group of people at the right time for this exact reason, because the Lord knew that we would need them. Most people join a connection group because they simply want to do life with other people, and that's exactly what we found with the families in our group. Four years later, we still cherish these people and the chance that we get to be together. That's just a handful of, of folks who said, this is, this is what this means to me. This is what this group of people means to me. This is, what, this is how my life is better because I've been in it together with this group of people. But I recognize, I mean, there's sometimes, there's, there's people that just choose not to join. And I understand that. And some of those people are in this room. Some are watching online. 
You've had the opportunity. You know we have connection groups. You even know how to access the list. You know that they're there, but just have chosen not to be a part of one. There's a lot of different reasons for that. And sometimes it's just, it, we just feel it's just a matter of time. I don't have the time to be a part of a group. We, I got a whole bunch of other things. We got school activities. I've got work. There's, I've got other things to do with other groups of friends. There's vacations to go on. There's shows I've got to binge watch because the new season's starting. There's all sorts of things. My schedule's full. I don't want to step on any toes. We're busy people. My family is too. It's a matter of priorities. And sometimes we allow time to keep us from living life better together with another group of people who may be just as stressed as we are, but they found ways to build relationships with each other. Maybe it's my comfort zone. I just, I'm just uncomfortable joining a group. I don't, I don't know how to get into one. I don't know those people. They don't know me. And especially if I, don't, if I don't know very many people in this church, if I'm brand new here, I don't really know anyone. No one really knows me. I haven't really got to meet anybody yet. Or, or especially if, I'm just, if I just have kind of an introverted personality already, and now you're asking me to go join a, whole, a, a group of people, and we all sit in the living room and stare at each other, no thank you. Or maybe I just have anxiety, just, you know, social anxiety. I mean, there's all sorts of different, different things that, that can affect our, our, our comfort bubble that we like to be in. And it's awkward. It's, it's to just show up at somebody's house and not know everybody there. We wouldn't do that in any other setting, right? It's weird. Okay, I get it. It's kind of uncomfortable. And whatever the source of the discomfort, some of us just, you know what, I'm happy. I'm satisfied to just stay in my bubble. I'm comfortable here. And I'm comfortable in the circle I already have, and I don't want a new circle. So one of the reasons that I just choose not to join is because I'm just not comfortable. It's just not in my comfort zone. And some of us don't join connection groups because of past experiences. We tried to be a part of one before, and it just didn't work. We tried to be a, a part of a group before, and, and some hurtful things were done, or I just never really connected with those folks, and it was just a bad experience. And I can understand that as well. I can understand the time. I can understand the comfort zone. I can understand past experiences. When I was a kid... Around the age of eight or nine years old, I was at the city pool up on the high dive. And I thought, for the first time ever in my life, I want to do a flip off the high dive. I'd done a flip off the low dive lots of times, never tried the high dive. Other kids have done it. Surely I can do it. I'm a talented person. I can do a flip. And I got to the edge. And I stood there for a second, second guessing myself. And I thought, no. I'm doing this. There's a long line of kids yelling at me on the ladder below. I got to get this done. And so I jumped off and I did this flip. And I learned midair, you got to turn quickly in the air. And you can't take a really long time to do that flip. And I came down on my back on the water. And I came up. And I'm glad it was a pool because there's water so you couldn't see the tears in my eyes. It just looked like I had a really wet face. And I swam, not being able to breathe, to the side. And there, of course, you know, there's tons of people going, man, are you okay? I'm fine. You know, and I'm trying to get off by myself. And it hurt so bad that I've never, I'm well beyond eight or nine years old now. I've never 
trying a flip off a high dive ever again. And I guarantee you there's somebody that's going to come up to me later or send me a text or something and go, hey, you can do it. I'll even show you how. Nope, not going to try it. <laughs> God didn't want me to do a flip off the high dive. I've already determined this. I'll jump off. I ain't going to flip off. Flip off? That sounded bad. I ain't going to do a flip <laughs> off a high dive. Because it hurt. My past experience taught me to not try again. And that's what has happened to some of us in our other experiences with connection groups. We tried it, and we just always felt like the odd person. We tried it, and it was going good for a while. And then somebody said something hurtful. We tried it, and somebody else's kids were mean to our kids. And whatever the reason, whatever the experience was, you have the right to be upset. It was a hurtful, painful experience. Don't be like me when it comes to the high dive. I'm sure if I tried again and somebody, you know, if I watched a YouTube video or somebody told me how, I could successfully do a flip from the high dive. I don't want that to be your experience with connection groups. Even if it's been bad in the past, give it a shot again. I understand. I understand how time is an issue. I really do. I understand how comfort zones are really strong for some of us. Totally get it. I really do understand how past experiences cause us to think, I'm not going to try that again. I get all of that. And all I'm asking is that you try again anyway. That you get out of your comfort zone. That you make time to be a part of one of our groups. Because it's going to be a blessing to you if you do. So, what do I do? How do I get connected? We've already shared with you this morning the information is in your bulletin. That's how you find out about our groups. You, you can um, get on our, on our website and, and ask to join a group, or you can go meet people with the free food that we got after worship today and ask people about their different groups, and, and there's, there's ways to do that, okay? But here's, here's kind of the quick action steps. I'm going to throw these at you real fast. First thing that you need to do when it comes to joining a connection group, first thing is take a step. Take a step forward. Take a step into that group. Maybe it's something you've never done before. Maybe it's been a while since you've been in a group. Take a step anyway. My wife and I, when we get into swimming pools, there's two different methods for, for us, uh, especially if the water's cold. For me, I'm like, water's cold, fine. What's the best way to get over it? Jump in. Just let the shock just wash all over you, and then you're used to it. No big deal. My wife will baby step and tiptoe and get just her toes in and then decide if she's going to go down to the next step, maybe, and maybe get ankle deep. And then, you know, I mean, it's the same thing at the beach. It's, whatever it is, she's going to baby step into the pool. I'm just going to go running in and just see what it's like when I get there. Either way works. Either way, it works with connection groups as well. Maybe you just want to try. I'm going to try this Sunday to meet with this group. And I'm going to make a goal to be there again the next week or whenever the next time is that they meet. And I'm going to kind of baby step. I'm going to kind of tiptoe in. And I might be the first one to leave, but I'm going to try it anyway. Maybe your attitude is going to be like, I'm in. Where are we meeting? What time? I am there. What do you want me to bring? Either way it works. 
Just take a step forward. Try it. See what happens. The second thing is to actually commit to it. Commit to that group. Commit to being a part of it. At least commit to eight to ten weeks. You know? Commit to, to, to creating time on your schedule. Commit to sending messages to those folks. Commit to, I'm going to show up and I'm going to engage. I'm going to be a part of the group. I'm going to, I'm going to share. I'm going to allow people to share with me. Don't just be a passive participant. Commit to being a part of that group. And then the third thing that will really help is to invite someone else to go with you. And maybe it's somebody here in our church family. Hey, I'm planning on being a part of a group. Will you go with me? Maybe it's a coworker. You're more than welcome to bring people who have nothing to do with Flagstone to your connection group. Actually, it'd be awesome. Maybe it's somebody that's got kids on the same soccer team your kids are on. I don't know. Whatever it is, invite people to come participate in it with you. That can help with your comfort zone thing. I'm at least comfortable with this person. I don't know all these people, but we're going to go together into this group. Invite somebody else to be a part of it. Have open eyes. If you're already in a group, invite somebody else to be a part of it. Invite coworkers, invite neighbors, invite friends, invite family members to come to group with you. And allow them to engage and, and to, be, to be connected with these people that you've gotten a connection with. Have open eyes to see who needs to be a part of what I'm already experiencing. And if you're trying it for the first time, invite somebody else to come with you. Try it together and see what happens. Take a step, commit to that group, and invite somebody else to be a part of it. That's how we get moving. I love our connection groups at this church, and I really do believe that we are better, that our church is better, but we as individuals are better together in our groups. If you go back in Scripture to the book of Acts, when the church has first started, when Jesus has risen from the grave, he spent some time with his disciples, and he's been taken up into heaven. And now it's, it's time for his disciples to continue to, to, uh, to spread his message and to establish his kingdom that he's establishing. And you look in Acts chapter 2, and you see how that happened. How these people who are brand new to faith and people who are brand new to just the, the concept of church are doing that together. And the church is growing. And if you look in Acts chapter 2 and you look in beginning of verse 42 and going past that, you see all these different things that they were doing. They spent time together. They got into the word together. They prayed together. They shared meals together. They shared possessions with each other. Somebody needed something. They met people's needs that didn't have anything to do with their church group. And, and they did that not just as a big, big church family. There were 3,000 plus of them when the church first started. But they did that in groups. I mean, Scripture says they, they went around meeting in each other's homes. They spent time together in smaller groups doing the things that God was calling them and leading them to do. They encouraged each other. They equipped each other to go live life together. They engaged their community, engaged each other in, in life together. And what happened as a result? Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. People's lives were changed. The kingdom grew. Why? Because people spent time together in groups, building relationships with each other. And they changed their community, they changed the world.
But that was 2,000 years ago, right? That can never happen now. Could it? A long time ago. I'm telling you a bunch of stories from my youth. A long time ago, I was at a, a youth conference, a youth rally, and the, the whole theme of the weekend was on the first eight chapters of the book of Acts where thousands of people are giving the lives of Jesus and people are being imprisoned and, and speaking for Jesus anyway and, and, and miracles are being performed. There's all these amazing things that are happening and the kingdom is growing. Jesus isn't on earth anymore, but his kingdom is growing. And the guy that was doing all the speaking that weekend, on the last, the last time that he spoke, after we'd gone through all these different things in the book of Acts, all these amazing things that God was doing through his church, he said, you know what I've been praying for recently? I've been reading through these eight chapters, and I get done with chapter eight, and I close my Bible, and I put my hand on my Bible, and I pray, do it again, Lord. Do it again. I don't know that we're going to be blessed with the ability to work miracles. I don't know that we can do all, you know, I don't know that any of us are going to be thrown in prison and challenged because of our faith. But can we encourage each other? Can we pray for each other? Can we accept people where they are and say, let's, let's move forward together? Can we forgive each other? Can we help people find acceptance and hope and connection that they've never had before? Can we do that? I think we can, don't you? And one of the places, one of the places that can happen is in our groups. We can learn to do that together in that smaller group of people and go out and do all the things that God has already empowered us with the ability to do. So let's go do that. Let's do it again. Let's be the people that do what God once did through them. We can do that together. One of the places to start is in our groups. Now, we're going to stand together here in a second. We're going to sing a song together as we do every single Sunday. Because we want to provide the opportunity for anybody that's here that's got something on their hearts that they want to share with this church family. A burden that they're carrying, something they're struggling with, some, some forgiveness that they need, some help that they need. And when we stand together and we sing that song, you are more than welcome to come to the front and say, here's what's going on in my life right now, and I need help. And we want to provide that opportunity for you. And I know that, it's, that times like today, where we're just talking about connection groups, don't seem... Very evangelistic, if I can use that word. It, don't, it doesn't seem very life-altering and life-changing. But it can be. Your life can be changed. This community can be changed. Because you chose today to take a step and commit to a group. And maybe even invite somebody else to be a part of that. And even if you just want prayers for that. I just want prayers for people to pray for me to have the courage to go get in a group. You're welcome to share that with us. But if you have any other need, this church family wants to help. We want to come alongside and encourage and pray and do whatever we can to help. If we can help you, we want to do that. While together we stand and sing. If you have a need, come forward. Father God, just for today, help me walk your name. Stand when
Be worship, may my thoughts be praise, may my words bring honor to your name. May my steps be worship, may my thoughts be to come forward this morning. Um, Crystal Guerrero has come forward asking for prayers. Um, and we've, if you've been part of this church family for a while, you know we've prayed about uh, her marriage um, and the issues that have been going on with it. And she and uh, her husband, John, are separating. Um, and um, she has lost her right to be a parent to his daughter that she had grown really close to and so in her words she's just lost right now and just not for sure um, what to do next and how to handle all this and so we're just going to pray about that and uh, and I know some of you in this room know exactly what she's going through I mean nobody's situation is exactly the same but you know you know what it's like to feel broken and to feel betrayed and to feel empty and that's where she's at right now so we're going to pray about that. And then um, uh, Anita um, has come forward uh, this morning as well. 
asking for prayers, um, really just needing a, a heart of forgiveness um, for her husband, Chris, and the, the, the choices that he's been making, uh, and also just others in her family. She's just got a lot of resentment and bitterness right now, and uh, she's trying to be a support for Crystal, but she's got her own baggage she's carrying. So to put it in really simplistic terms, there's a lot of stuff going on in these ladies' lives right now. And I don't know that we can fix all of it, but we can come alongside them, and we can walk with them through it until we get on the other side of it. And so that's what we're going to do as a church family. So we're going to pray for them right now, and we got some folks that have come down here already to be with them, and anybody else that wants to come down and, and surround them with love and put a hand on them or put a hand on somebody that's got a hand on them, feel free to do that. We're just going to lift them up together as a church family. Let's pray. God, you, you tell us in your word that you are the God of the broken, that you heal broken hearts, that you, um, when we find ourselves almost snuffed out, you, you don't extinguish the flame, you, you breathe life back into it. And I pray that that's what you do for both Crystal and Anita right now. They feel empty, they feel broken, they feel lost and hurt. And God, I just pray for healing for them. I pray for um, strength. I pray for them to feel your presence. And in all the confusion of trying to figure out the next steps that, they, that each one of them needs to take, God, I pray for clarity and, and confidence and just a knowledge that you are, you are guiding them, that you're with them. And... Um, God, I, I hate to see marriages fall apart, and I believe you do as well. But in spite of maybe where we fail or where others fail us, you never fail, God. You love us no matter what. And I pray that Crystal and Anita can feel that love right now, not just from this church family, but from you. I pray that you just, you bless them and give our church family the wisdom to know how to help, uh, to how, how, how to walk alongside them as they get through this extremely difficult time. And God, I believe that you're listening and I believe that you're already moving to answer as we pray all these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We're going to... Uh, Share a couple of instructions real quick, a couple of announcements and a couple of instructions about the potluck, and then we'll close up our worship in just a minute. Sorry, Marshall, it took me a second to get up. At my age, when you get down on a knee, you may need help getting up, so... What a morning. It's a great day to be together, right? We're thankful that you chose to join us today, whether you're online or you're here. It's, uh, it's a good time when we can get together and 
pray for each other and, and be a family. Oh, goodness gracious. We were in Colorado all this last week, and I am still trying to get accustomed to the altitude. You should have seen it last week. Uh, if you uh, plan to give today, we uh, uh, have a couple of ways to do that. You can scan the QR code. Um, there are baskets in the, uh, in the foyer. We appreciate the generosity of this family. Um, <clears throat> and I'm trying not to do my usual and get choked up, so. It's easy to do that when you love people. And ladies, we love you guys. We hope that you paid attention to the number of people that surrounded you. There are a lot of a lot of people here who care about you. So we're 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 thankful for the love of this congregation. I've had uh, guests in the past who would be walking out, and I try to catch everybody at the door, and uh, they they talk about how they see the love in this family, and uh, uh, a lot of it's represented by what just happened in the way we surround people who are hurting. Um, we, uh, it's an experience that if you've ever had anybody come surround you and put their hand on you while they're praying for you, I'd highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's a feeling of connection. It's a feeling of being close to God because you feel that power when somebody's touching you and people are praying for you. So we appreciate your willingness to come forward and let us do that. If you were here this morning for, uh, for class, that was, it was great. Uh, we had 112 people in our 9 o'clock class. 112 people. I'm going to encourage everybody to try and be a part of that class if you can. If not, please go online and, and watch that. Uh, there's... There's a lot of good information there, and, and uh, it, it's helpful for all of us to walk through this together. So we're going to encourage everybody to, to participate in some way on that. Um, next Sunday will be real interesting because I, uh, I get to be up here with Marshall, and uh, that's going to be interesting. So I think Marshall's, I think we're going to try and keep my commentary to something really small, so. Hopefully the class will actually end on time. So. Connection groups. Woo! That's quite a list. That was a lot of people up here on this stage that are, that are leading these groups. I, uh, I want to encourage everybody to, to try and find one that they can be a part of. It, uh, it, it is. You create lifelong friendships because of that. And uh, it helps you grow closer together. It gives you a resource when you are um, when you are struggling but it also gives you the ability to, to maybe bless somebody else by just being present so I'm going to highly encourage that I will say that if you keep finding groups that you're in and you keep finding groups that are somehow causing issues getting in trouble you might want to look in the mirror because you might be the instigator um, that's, usually, that's usually my case so we, uh, we just want to thank everybody for, for being here today and uh, let you know how much we love you.
So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the time here. And we pray that we've used it wisely. We pray that uh, you give us uh, guidance, that we lean on you for, uh, to help keep us in the lane that you want us to be in. We pray that the studies that we're doing uh, will, will enlighten our, our, our thoughts and our knowledge. We pray that you close doors that shouldn't be opened and that you open the doors for us that should be. We're thankful for Crystal and Anita as they came forward this morning. We pray that you be with them, be with their families, be with, be with the things they're going through. And uh, we pray that you help us to, uh, uh, to serve them in some way, to, to surround them with the love and support that they need. And uh, we pray that, uh, uh, that you just walk with each of us. Thank you for this opportunity. We pray that you help us as a family to reach out, connect, and serve. We pray that you put those opportunities in front of us and that, uh, that when we see them, that you give us the courage to step up and, and, and take those opportunities uh, to share you with those around us. Thank you for the love you've shown us. We pray that you be with us as we leave, as we walk out on our own into this world, that you help us to to shine our light for you. And it's his name that we pray. Amen. Uh, how many of y'all last week uh, remember the ice cream social and singing that we're going to have next week? Thank Marshall Brown did. Who's coming next week? All right, that's about half of us. I can't believe some of y'all didn't raise your hands. Like that's, that's almost a little bold to be like, oh, my uh, well, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have ice cream. We're going to have singing next Sunday night, 6 o'clock, here at the Worship Center. I hope that y'all choose to be a part of that. Um, also, we're fixing to have connection group potluck. When I was growing up, there were two rules. Don't be there first in line. And if we didn't bring anything, we can't go. Both of those are false. Marshall told me those are not correct. So, if you didn't bring anything, you're still welcome. And go get in line. The directions are this. Right through these doors, straight down the hall, into the kitchen, get you a plate, get you some food, go into the hub, sit down, and enjoy connection group potluck, okay? Any questions? <laughs> all right, let's all stand up. We'll have one more. See you on the board. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from every tear. Those who look on him. This born and cried, and the Lord heard me, and saved me from my enemies. The Son of God surrounds his saints, he will deliver them, he will deliver them,
see that 